Welcome to the Random Tea Stranger Things podcast. I'm Queenie. I'm Shania. And today we're talking about season one, episode one, The Vanishing of Will Byers. Sir, not appearing in this film. Well, technically he did appear. No. He was in the beginning. Whatever. He shat the bed with the demigorgon. <laughs> and then he shat the bed with the demigorgon. I'm still going to refer to him as sir, not, for, not appearing in this film. That's totally up to you. You that weirdo. Is, that is my life choice. That is that is your choice to make. That is my choice. So, yeah, how about it? Uh, this we weren't planning this until then. We to, then we were <laughs> until then we were until we were. Uh, we just decided we needed. Uh, we did not love ourselves, and we needed more work. So, yeah. um, well, American Gods. We don't know when it's coming back. We know it's coming back, right? Right. But we don't know when. And we loved Stranger Things. We did. We generally run three shows at a time yeah that's our thing yeah and well sleepy hall is now gone right agent carter's gone right american gods tbd uh-huh <laughs> and agents of shield is starting late this year because of yes, Inhumans, it is. and that left us with gotham yeah which starts september 21st uh so here we are Yay! I love Stranger Things. You had to convince me to watch this. I did. I did. I was like, "I'm gonna need you to watch this. This is this is your jam. Trust me on this." And I wanted to watch it. It was just a matter of sitting down and committing, right? And I was like, "No, just just watch the first episode." And I did. And I knew you'd be hooked. I did. It was. It's. It's so Stephen King. Oh yeah. Um, it's actually it's uh, vintage Stephen King. It's a nod to both to to both Stevens. That would be King and Spielberg. Yes, it absolutely the is. Duffers, the Duffer brothers, the yes. Duffer brothers, uh, who are twins. Uh, by the way, their favorite movie is uh, Jaws. Oh, see the random movie podcast. Dun dun dun. Jaws. Uh, but there's a lot of there's a heavy influence between E. T. Uh, the Counters of the Close Kind. Mm-hmm. Um. So Stand many, by me. So many movies. Like, I was reading that there was kind of an homage to uh, Poltergeist in the the dinner scene where yes. the family was. I'm like eighties eighties yeah. horror movie. Movies. There's just so many homages, and uh, I love the way it was done. I do too. It was. This is how you 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 retro. Absolutely, From absolutely. Because I was just started watching this, and if you listen to our preview cast, I am a child of the eighties. And so everywhere I'm a baby of the age you are, everywhere I, t- I returned with this this show it was like, oh my god, that's no way the the telephones, yes, those old old school rotary telephones. Because you've seen things where it's like, oh yeah, this is in the seventies or eighties, and it's like all the filmmakers did was kind of like jank the hair up or change the clothes a little bit. Yeah, this felt like the the detail of it. Yes, the tv broadcast yes the i mean like it felt legit the cl- it's i mean it was like, they did the clothes and the hair but it all it there was more fit. than just that yeah it was it was and the smoking this everybody the smoking, smoking was kind of weird but i was like it was weird but it was necessary for the story yes yes um it was very important to show uh the story the uh and the very specific colors of the the telephones that very mm-hmm. specific gold yellow that green yep. everything was that color your uh your refrigerator 
your dishwasher, your telephone, your kitchen yeah. was that your carpet. Yeah. Was that gold? Because a lot of it was <sighs> left over from the 70s. It was. Because people didn't just go, oh, it's a new decade. Let's replace everything mm-hmm. and make it look. And it was aged. That yeah. aged look. Yeah. Yeah. It the, was just really well done. Mike's mom's flippy ha- her yes. the hair. Oh, God, her hair. That was flipped out. Barb's hair. Barb's glasses. Barb's glasses. Ooh. So many details. Barb's glasses bring hard flashbacks. Oh, gosh. It was terrible. Yeah. Yeah. The pants. Barb's yes. pants that the came all the way up. Yeah. But that was. That was how it was. That was what you. That was clothes. That mm-hmm. was what it was like. Yeah. Um, in those days. So it was insane. It's, it was an entire flashback. They did. The sets were really well. Yeah. Um, the way the parents and the kids. Interacted even felt different. Or the lack thereof. Yeah. The lack of. Uh, this was well before helicopter parents. Yes. It was like, yeah, I don't know. Go. I mean, like, I, I assume he got home. Yeah. <laughs> but there was the latchkey kids, too. Yeah, yeah. Because that, that was kind of that was kind of the time where parents, both parents tended to work this more was often the be- it than. Was the, well, it was the beginning of moms going to work. Right. And so the kids were left well, alone a lot more. And it was a, a simpler time when they could just well, go ride their bikes wherever. Right. Well, and it's not just moms going back to work, but parents, uh getting divorced mm-hmm. uh, was becoming a lot more common. So yeah. having a single parent household. As we see with Will's family. Uh, we do as, um, I mean, Mike's mom, I believe to be stay at home. I think she was kind of a stay at home. She was home. Yeah. Yeah. She was a stay at home mom, but, st- but, but even it was still, still that progression yeah. to, cause this was uh, 1983. Yeah. So this was a progression over to uh, kids, you know, just, and you would, you just, I remember, Getting on my bike and just running down the street to the neighbor's house. Yeah, it wasn't and a my mom big knew where deal. To, I didn't tell my mom because she knew where to look for me at. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it was just it was very different. If you didn't kind of live and 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 again, I was born in '83, but a lot of this feels so familiar to me. Um, and I had you know some of that going on where it was just like I don't know, we just dicked around in the woods. Yep, summer days. And the middle, uh, all the way into the middle of the night. Road bikes and whatever. So, uh, but if you weren't raised that way, this this has got to be feel pretty weird. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. All that to say, a lot of good detail. They really thought this stuff through. They put a lot of craft into this. Well, they only expected to have the one season, and oh, um, they only expected to have the one season. So this was kind of a supposed a to be a one story, yeah. one shot deal. Yeah. So you didn't, and it was uh, what a. Eight episodes. Eight episodes. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you didn't have the, the filler stories that we generally get in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Gotham. So it was just story, which is so much fun. Yeah, and, we, and we've and we talked about that um, in other podcasts where, you know, you have to be really good. You have to tell a really good story mm-hmm. if you don't have all that filler crap. And it's refreshing when it's done well. And I, I believe this was done well. So, uh, touch of housekeeping. Okay. Uh, we 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 are doing this episode by episode. Yes, we are. Um, we're gonna we are going to be kind of binging through it. So sure, again, and we've seen it. We've so seen this it before. Is a rewatch for us. So in this podcast, we will not be spoiling future episodes. Correct. We'll, we'll, t- we'll be taking them one at a time. This episode and in episode two, we'll only talk about what's happened up to that point. We're going to do our best not to spoil going forward. Uh, also on that note, because we're going to kind of binge record these, 
um, don't worry. I mean, send us feedback. Absolutely. We would love feedback on this. We but like feedback on everything. It's doubtful you will be able to keep up with us at this point. If any one of you are familiar with us um, back cataloging. Because we want to get all of these recorded and published before, before season, the two. season two starts. So yeah, on October is, 27th. Yes. And they will be dropping every single one of them. Yes. So Yay. when season two comes out, we will start doing those uh, one a week. Oh, God. October 27th. I just confirmed. Conflagrated in my brain with Assassin's Creed and everything that's probably Rocky Horror Rocky Weekend. Rocky Horror Weekend, yeah. Jesus. Everything will happen October 27th. <laughs> the planets will align and everything will line up. And we'll have like 4,000 things to do. And our brains will explode. That's why we're taking the day off. Oh, I'm taking the next Monday too. Oh, I am too. Yeah. Well, because I have to work. I have to work half day Friday. Oh, that's true. That's I work true. Half day Friday, and I've got Monday off, but then I'll have a half day Tuesday. Yeah. Hashtag priorities. Hashtag priorities. <laughs> Priority number one: Assassin's Creed. Fuck yes. <laughs> so yeah. Second comes Rocky Horror. Stranger. Then things. Stranger Things. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Hashtag not sorry. So uh, anyway, but yeah, don't. You're not going to be able to keep up with us for feedback, and that's fine. But send us feedback anyway. Yeah, it doesn't. And if it's thoughts. not limited to an episode, just let us know it's for the season. We'll chuck it in at the end. Johnny uh, is really good at at, uh, at <laughs> redacting on the fly to make sure we don't spoil anybody. Um, so yeah, so we don't have any feedback right now, right? Which is fine. Uh, so this will be a relatively short podcast for us that's that's fine but send us feedback we'd love to hear it um and even if we've recorded all eight of season one we can get it in at the beginning of season two yeah so don't ever feel like oh always 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 send us feedback we'd love to hear from you guys um there's a lot of you out there that we've missed this summer yeah hearing from you so we hope we get to hear from you again (laughs) so uh what other housekeeping do we need um well, I mean, we'll do the full spiel later, but feedback can be sent in to um, uh, randomtpodcasts at gmail.com. And That's on Twitter, probably the best way. Yeah, that probably is. Uh, you can also get us on Twitter at randomtcasts. Or on Tumblr at randomtpodcast.tumblr.com. Uh, or on Facebook at facebook.com slash randomtpodcasts. And if you're like, oh, crap, I don't want to have to remember any of that crap, just uh, go to randomtpodcast.com, scroll to the bottom, and there's links to all our social stuff. Yep. Uh, and while you're there, check out all of our other podcasts. If you're listening to this, then you know we have about 10 different feeds out there. Yeah, we do. Uh, so check partake. out the podcasts. <laughs> partake yeah. of them. Partake of them. Enjoy them. Uh, movie suggestions are always welcome. Mm. That is a true statement. Uh, we'd hope to get more movies in this summer, but we just didn't. Yeah. <sighs> Trying to marathon. We got through four seasons of, of Net- Netflix Marvel. Yeah. That was rough. Yeah. And it wasn't so much the recording as it was the, it was the watching. taking the time of watching it all. <laughs> it's a lot of episodes. We bit off more than we could chew with that, I'll bet you. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, check that out. Uh, we'd love to have your support. Keep the lights on. There's links on our page, too. Um, throw money at us. Mm-hmm. Link, it's right there up front. So, uh, any any dollar amount really helps. Seriously. It really does. Five it really bucks, does. It's it, great. It absolutely does. It adds up. Uh, $100 or more gets you your own podcast. Correct. It does indeed. Pretty much whatever you want. Uh, yeah, and we'll even do a full season of a TV show of your choice or For a movie. one podcast. For one podcast, yeah. That's where we draw the line. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, 
You ready? Yeah, let's let's do this. I'm excited. So, writer director is going to be really easy. It's the Duffer Brothers uh, and the Duffer Brothers. Uh, yeah, and it, they're Matt and Ross. And I didn't realize until I I actually uh, did the did the research to actually type this up. Um, they're twins. That's so cool. So between them and the and the Russo brothers, man, they own my ass. That's it. I'm done. That's <laughs> just sign me up. I'm done forever. So yeah. So they had a very specific vision, and they are the writers and directors. From the font to the header. Yes. To the title, the title card. Yes. Which was a cross between, to me, between Tron and Stephen King, the 80s novels. Yeah. That stamp. That yeah. bright red. Yeah. And the uh, music and the, the I mean, the, the, this the was. The techno. Yeah. This was. Stuff. So. And that's why I think for me it felt familiar, even though it was new. Mm-hmm. It was it was kind of weird. It's very nostalgic. Yeah. Oh, very, 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 very nostalgic. So, so yeah. So we start out, and it is uh, 1983, November, specifically Hawkins, Indiana, specifically November sixth. Yes, 1983. I was 10 years old. Oh my gosh! And in a week, I would be 11. Okay. Because my birthday. Is in November. Do we know how old our, our babies are? Uh, not off the top of my head, but I can look into that. Okay. If you in the show, at least. In the show. I, yes. I know we know they're real ages. Yes. But. Uh, and Hawkins, Indiana does not actually exist. Yeah. It's made up. It's made up. It's like Dairy, Maine. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> so, um, one thing that really struck me right away is this was one of those shows that I had to pay attention to when I watched it. Because a lot of it was nonverbal. Okay. And this is one of those where I was like, put the phone down. Because I tend to have my phone in my hand when, and I'm doing other things when I'm watching. And this was one of those that I was like, put the phone down and you have to watch it. Yes. Uh, even in my rewatch, because uh-huh. it had been a while since I'd seen it, uh, I had to make myself put the phone down and pay attention because it's, it's sharp. Mm-hmm. I mean, everything that happens has meaning. Um, uh, the only information I'm finding right this second is Will mm-hmm. is 12. Okay. So you're really close to these kids' ages. Yes. They are slightly older than me, but... Um, okay. Yeah. Interesting. In me, and in that year. Not, I was not Not right now. Infant. He was a baby. I was a baby. Um, so we start out at this uh, Department of Energy facility, the Hack, the Hackens, Hawkins National Laboratory. Bless you. And this is this is where I was like, okay, yeah, a lot of this is nonverbal because uh, we just see a lot visually. Yeah, they they, and that's something that we gripe about in a lot of shows is just give us that show, show us. us show us that one line of dialogue mm-hmm. explaining something. Uh, the dogs at the kennels. Yeah. That that sort of thing is something that we beg for to explain. Mm-hmm. So we're supposed to just assume. We don't know for sure. But we're podcasters. We pick that shit apart. I also want to point out, Hawkins is supposed to be the small town. Yeah. With a big laboratory. Big old lab. Ooh, How do that you? That kind of takes me out of the, the suspension of disbelief a little bit. Okay. Because that's a big, ma- that's a huge building. And that's military, isn't it? It's well, government. It's government, and but there, the, it is very secured. Yeah, it's that's a weird location. Yeah, well, not really if you mm, want to be off the beaten path. That's that's a good point. I mean, but still, it just yeah. And nobody in the town works there. Yeah, that was one thing that I kind of 
yeah. Because in a small town like that, you go and work at the, the big place. What was it? I started listening to again the other day, The Stand. Yeah. And uh, everybody worked at the the Texas Instrument. Yeah. But I will say it does make it an other. It does make it for other. For yeah. the town folk. You're right. So, um, so we see this scientist, and you can tell he's a scientist because he has a lab coat and glasses. So, and, and like some kind of a badge. And so he is very upset. He's running. Um, he, uh, you know, he's, he's doing the whole, oh, if God, I push the elevator button 4,000 times, it'll go quicker. That actually works. Shut up. Um, <laughs> my question to you is, why is he not taking the stairs? You're running for your life and you're going to go for the elevator? Um, I don't know. Sounds fake. Question mark, question mark. Profit? Yeah. and profit and profit actually it's Um, more question mark question mark die um because as we see because as we see something is already in the elevator and nabs him but we get the flickering lights we get the flickering lights and the you know what my first thought was what don't open dead inside don't open dead inside yeah don't dead open inside that's it is because you get the corridor Mm -hmm. and you get the the stroby kind of like it was just really well doing the hand motions by the way we are doing the hand motions um and you get these weird noises from whatever it is above him and you get the and you get the him looking up it was just really well done it felt uh alien yeah. I'm telling you, everything is in this. It yes. felt very uh, alien. Yeah. But it didn't feel like a cheesy ripoff. No. It did feel like an homage. The whole show feels like an homage, honestly. Yeah. And, you know, it's been... Not, criti- a par- not it, to be confused with a parody. No, but it's been critically lauded, too. So, like, this was well-received. And I think it enough time passed that we were able to get nostalgic about this time frame. So, within one tiny scene, mm-hmm. it's already established... There's something out there. Yeah. Something not good. Something bad. Yeah. So, oh, uh, yeah. Go ahead. Oh, um, my notes say here that it's, it's plotted as the U.S. Department of Energy. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, sure. That seems completely legit. Mm. Uh, so we, our next scene is we meet <gasps> our babies. We meet Mike and Dustin and Lucas and Will, and they're playing D&D. Which... And Mike's their DM. I squealed so hard seeing this. Yeah, you did. I grew up. You've probably heard me talk about this in the preview cast. I grew up with my brother. Playing. I never played it because to me, I just, it was too, eh. I just couldn't get into it. But I loved watching, watching them play was like watching uh, a book. Yeah. Yeah. Watching a a story unfold in front of you. It was a lot of fun. And your brother was the DM. My brother was the DM. So Right out of the gate, my brother is Mike Wheeler. Yeah. Or Mike Wheeler is my brother. Yeah. So. Uh, Who is slightly older than you. But Yeah, about three years. Yeah. So, uh, but to see them and, all, and hearing that entire conversation that they have. Oh, my God. With the dice, the rolling the dice. My nerd baby and the, children. Because he's, he's, he's building up the story. And you can tell they're all into and it. And they're all like, mm. Is it the Demigorgon? Oh, God. And then it's like the, the little. The uh, troglodytes. The troglodytes, yes. And they're like, oh, God, Will. Oh, it's just the troglodytes. Oh, okay, and you then, can, you know. And even the little, fi- my, those figures. Yeah. Oh, I know my cousin. All over the house. My cousin used to do them and hand paint them. And yeah. My dad, yeah, my dad, they were metal. Mm-hmm. I mean. This was back when you could have metal. Yeah, and you, with your children. Now they're nowadays you get. No, it's a choking hazard. Yeah, now they're plastic. Yeah, but you, they were metal, and my dad would would paint them. They were really awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, but then to the the story building. Yeah, 
I mean, the I don't uh, for those of you who are not familiar with Dungeons and Dragons, the DM, the dungeon master, if they're not back then, you had access to one or two campaigns. Yeah. Because they weren't easy to come by. Well, and there was no internet. There was no internet. Yeah. So DMs created their own stories. And we do find that out when when his mom comes in later, um, just a little bit later. He's like, Mom, this took forever to plan this campaign. Yeah. And they've been playing it for like 10 hours. Yeah. I was like, Oh, no. These games games would go on for months. Yeah. At hours and hours at a time. Yeah. And it was intense. And it was awesome and it so i mean so the uh, you see right away that mike's uh above uh, above normal intelligence because mm-hmm. he's created this campaign and he's had to think through all the contingencies with the choices that his players are making right it takes a special person to be a dm it does it absolutely does so we get them but then it's it's time to go home yes Sorry, I'm sidetracking. You're fine. It's time to go home. And so they roll the dice off the table. And, and, you know, there's this whole big thing with Dustin wanting him to cast protection. Lucas wanting him to cast fireball. Don't be a pussy. Um, And it was just, it felt real. It did. Those kids had so much fun. This is what, like, 12-year-old kids back then especially Mm -hmm. like nerd children and again immediately i was like these are my children yes nobody shall hurt them or i will fight you because these are my babies no and um so again mom interrupts and and we find out you know um it's after eight and she's like no and so the boys have to basically scatter well they're she's talking about it's a school night so i'm assuming it's sunday yeah that's what i'm thinking because because they've been at it for 10 hours yeah it's a sunday yeah it's gotta be um and so uh this is when uh we get a little bit with dustin trying to offer nancy uh who's mike's older sister uh the last piece of pizza and he's a precious angel child and she wants no part of him she's a teenage girl and shut up and close the door and um and so we see th- we see the three boys um uh lucas and will and dustin head home on their bikes you're raising your hand i want to go back to the basement okay the they roll the die. Oh, yeah, yeah, And yeah. they drop it off the side of the table. And they're scrambling for it, trying to find what's on the die while their DM is upstairs. So they want to see what number. Because the rule is, and this was always the house rule in my mm-hmm. house, because my brother's the DM, wherever it falls. No matter what. Whatever falls, there is, if it rolls off the table, like there was, sometimes there was a campaign. If it rolled off the table, you got to re-roll. Yeah. That's with any board game, but you have to do it at the outset. Yeah. So apparently what they've decided in their game is wherever, however it falls. Yeah. And uh, apparently he did not roll a 13 that he needed. No, he rolled a 7. He rolled a 7. But he, he, he fesses up. He does. before Right before he leaves, he's like, I rolled a 7. Demi Gorgon got my ass. Foreshadowing. <laughs> um. So yeah, which so, foresh- I love foreshadowing. Yeah, I love it. And so the kids, uh, the kids ride off, and um, just as they're leaving, we get a really uh, the lights flicker, which this becomes a portent of bad things. So this is the second time we've seen uh, the right. lights flickering. So not good. But the first time I watched this episode, the lights flickering, I thought that was his mom telling him to come in. Mm. That's a normal, if you're outside and it's dark and the like, light, porch on. light's on and your mom goes and flicks that light, that means you need to get your butt inside. I will say that looks That's like what I thought it was. quite a mild November for Indiana. Yeah. 
that was the one thing that I was like, no, that, I mean, that looks like one of our Novembers. We're, we're in the South. Our November's are a little warmer than that now, though. Yeah. This was 1983. Yeah. It should have been cooler. Yeah. Because they didn't look that bundled up. But again, that could have been filming thing. And but also. That was one of my few little like. Yeah, but when you live in that climate. That's true. You're tuned to that climate. Yeah. I mean. So, uh, so the boys ride off and we, we get this. This I love because you get a. Right away you get their personalities starting to come out. And they're going to bet each other. They're going to race. Um, Mike wants, uh, who is it, Dustin's or Lucas's? I can't remember. Um, uh, X-Men 134. Oh, it will. Uh, Dustin and Will race yes. for a comic. And Will takes off before and wins. Yes. And he says, I want your X-Men 134. Mm-hmm. And Dustin's like, because ah, he didn't. He calls bullshit. Didn't say go. Um, and so, uh, we get, we get a little talk about Nancy that she's got to stick up her butt. Um, and so, uh, this is when they, uh, they split off. Mm -hmm. Um, and so this is when we see again, we see the light flickering because they've, they've got headlights on their bikes, which is really cool. Um, and, uh. So them riding around in the dark is not an unusual thing for them to do. No, not at all. And so that you see them ride, ride past the lab and the lights flicker and you're like, oh. Um, and so, uh, Will sees, um, this silhouette and he ends up crashing his bike and he runs and, um, you're like, oh, okay. Again, I'm thinking alien at this point. Yeah. Because it's kind of that tall, kind of elongated. Yeah, Yeah. 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 And so, um, you're like, okay, just, just get home. That, that's what I kept thinking is just get home. Cause when you're a kid, home is safety. Mm hmm. And so he gets home, he gets inside, and he, he's he's going to call his mom. Um, I thought he was calling 911. Or well, he was calling out loud for his mom and his brother, oh, and nobody's right, home. right, And so he gets on the phone, and he's going to call 911, and all this strange shit starts happening, and he sees the silhouette again outside coming toward his house. So Didn't he, he go and look up under the blinds? Mm-hmm. That was And old. he runs out of the house. And at this point, I was just like, baby, don't don't so he goes to a shed and he is again this was one of those things where i was like oh wow okay yeah 80s he just pulls a gun down and he has the shells like he has access to this this would this was anathema to the way things are today but also that shotgun was out in the shed yes not in the house it was out in the shed and it was not loaded but he had access to the shells and the the gun i was like wow okay again this is different now this is the 80s and he's 12 at 12 was old enough to know how to use a shotgun apparently so and so he's it looked like it only it only looked like a 22 yeah it looked it was not a big like no high gauge shotgun but wasn't didn't have buck shot so he's fumbling and you can just feel the terror Mm -hmm. and um he uh he aims it and at the door we see this this again the silhouette um and it uh all of a sudden we the camera pans in on the light bulb and it flares and it goes back to normal and Will's gone. There's nothing there. Yeah. So you don't see him get dragged off. You don't see any violence. He just disappears. He's just not there. Which is the scariest of all because that leaves everything is. to your imagination. Which. That's always your main critique with like Stephen King. Um, your imagination is way scarier than anything they can put on film. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why it's like, ooh, okay. Ooh, what's going on? <laughs> so yeah. 
Um, so we go the next morning and we see, uh, oh, my sweet angel. Um, my husband. You probably should raise your standards a little bit. You shut your mouth. Um, cause, you shut your mouth. Because Hopper, Chief Hopper, he's is a terrible, terrible human being. He's okay. He's not a terrible human being. He's just. He's not going through a good time right now. He's just having a rough time. He is. We see him get ready. And um, again, the smoking. Very prevalent. Um, it was just so weird to me because you just, if you look, you don't see it anymore. And when you do see it, it tends to be a, ba- be a bad guy. I grew up in all of that. I grew up, both my parents smoked. Yeah, my regularly mom smoked. Yeah. In the house. Mm-hmm. Um. That layer when the two of them were sitting in the living room, we were watching t- watching mm-hmm. a movie the or haze. something. That haze, yeah, in the house. People used to be yeah. able to smoke at their desks. In at the work? movie, in the movie theater, everywhere. The every every other theater seat was an ashtray. Yeah, so that was that was one of those that it was just it's so bizarre, but we lived through it. But we're so used to the way things are now. Like even in movies, you barely see anybody smoke. Yeah, but it's. Unless it's a period piece. Yeah. At, yeah. Thinking of the 80s as a period piece is frightening. I know. Isn't that insane? Um, and so uh, so he's he's on the struggle bus. <laughs> but we hear, we hear on the news that there's been these power outages. Yes. And so right away I was like, yeah, that sounds completely legitimate. I'm sure there's nothing at all weird about that. No. And um, we do see him, bless him, sweet little heart. We see him take some pills and wash it down with beer. That's my boy. I mean, that's terrible. He shouldn't. And not. then we see him get dressed, and you're like, "Oh God, he's a cop!" No, and he, he has a, a gun. He's the chief. He's the chief. And you're like, Jesus Christ! He's having a tough time. I love him though. In the end, though, I love him. Oh yeah. No spoilers. And immediately, I was like, "Okay, Sarkin, baby." He's from the newsroom, he's, and I love him. He has been uh, nominated for an Emmy. He has. Which is September. That's next month. That's oh, coming God. up. I need to see what day that is. What was it that had that musical? Oh, it was the Golden Globes. Because mm-hmm. uh, the kids from Stranger Things. Yes. So I'll be interested. This is their first, like, because they weren't eligible last year. No. Um, so this is their first, like, Emmy. Mm-hmm. So th- I, I think that that should be fun. Because those, those children are adorable. Did you see... Um, they didn't broadcast it, but at the one of the breaks in the Golden Globes, uh, um, Eleven and Lucas and uh, Dustin performed. What was it? Oh, it was um, shit. It wasn't happy, but it was one of those really peppy songs from it was it was a trendy song. And there's video of it, but they didn't broadcast it. And it was a. Adorable. Why are you giving me a weird look? I don't know what you're talking about. I've shown it Happy. to you. I've put it in your I'm eye I'm sure holes. you have. It's but... adorable. No, it was... Oh, God. What was that fucking... It was a Pharrell Williams song. Okay. <sighs> was it Harlem Shake? No. One of God, those. I hope not. Where it was trendy and shit. You know I don't know what the trendy kids listen to. Um, Ed Sheeran. So, any... <laughs> That's all I know. Ed Sheeran. And Taylor Swift. <laughs> Um, the Swifty Taylor. Uh, September 17th, by the way. What now? September 17th. Cool, cool. Stephen Colbert. <gasps> Yay! Sorry, so yeah. So we go to, um, we go to, you know, Will's home in the morning, and uh, we, we meet his mom, who seems immediately pretty scatty, and you're like, oh, hey, that's Winona Ryder. Yeah, it is. 
Um, and she's his, portraying herself. She apparently is. Again, uh, no, I don't think she had a cigarette at that point. Um, but she's trying to like get make sure that Will is awake, but yet her, the older brother Jonathan is really the one that's like, "I'm making breakfast here, Mom." He seems more of the parent than she does immediately. At least a co-parent, if nothing else. Yes, yes. And so... Um, Which, in that situation, would happen. Yeah, He's yeah. the older brother. And he seems significantly older. Yes, he is in his late teens. Yeah, I'd say he's 16, Mid-late 17. Teens, 16, 17 at least. He's driving. Yes. So he's so, got to be at least 16, 17. Because uh, we find out that um, he didn't get Will up yet. And um, he didn't know if Will came home last night because he was working. And immediately you get... Um, her being like, you're not supposed to pick up shifts like that when I'm working. But he was also like, we needed the money. So, again, he's not just working for himself. He is helping support the family. Mm-hmm. So, immediately you get you get kind of a feel of the dynamic of that house. And so... Um, well, and you get a dynamic of where this family fits in the socioeconomic mm-hmm. world. Because we've seen Hopper's home, uh-huh. which was the trailer. This was, yep. On the lake, though. I know. It's a really pretty area. Oh, but we already saw Will's house, which was your stereotypical middle class right, home. Right, very so. suburban. Um, and so Will's house is more rural. Mm-hmm. And um, so... I thought the contrast was really well set up. I did too. And you get that Will's not home. And so his brother's not that concerned. He's like, I'm sure he just stayed at um, at Mike's house. It's no big deal. He was over there all day. I'm sure he just stayed at Mike's house. So... Um, Joyce calls Mike's mom, Karen. Uh, Will's not there. Didn't spend the night. So she's like, okay. He just left early for school. It's great. It's fine. Totally fine. Um, But you can see that she's already panicking. Which, you know. As you would. She's a parent. Yeah. And so um, we uh, see the other three boys arrive at school. And they're kind of surprised not to see Will either. On their bicycles. On their bicycles. Which is what you did. I was like, oh my God. Because I'm the, I'm the, okay, I'm again childless, shocker. Um, I'm the one that bitches that, you know, we have school buses who also get in my way on the way to work, but also everybody seems to drive their kid to school. Literally everyone. I never did. <laughs> because my kid took the bus her senior year. You cannot have, um, where we live. Every school has a police officer directing traffic at this point. Okay. Which I don't remember as a kid. I remember having volunteer parents. Being kind of the. Being crossing guards. But these are like legit police officers. With, yeah. So it's it's weird to me now. Um. So yeah, they show up. And again, it was that kind of like, yeah, the kids are supposed to be at a school at a certain time. And like, they do it. Yeah, they do. We expect them to go. So, again, helicopter parenting, not a thing yet. No. No. <laughs> um, and so, um, they're, uh, they figure he's just, he just went to school early. So, apparently, that's a thing that Mike does. Or not Will. Mike. Uh, Will does. Will. Um, and so, we, we see also some, some bullies are assholes. And um, as you Which reminded ex- me, uh, the bullies reminded me in uh, It. Mm-hmm. Not as um, sadistic? No, but still... But cruel. But physically... Yes. Abusive. Because they mock uh, Dustin's teeth. Mm-hmm. They mock uh, Lucas being black. I think they call him Darkie at one point. Mm. Or something. They make some reference to his skin color, which I was like, no, okay, that's a thing. Um, 
And so, um, sadly, you you go, yeah, that makes sense. These are the kids that play D and D. They're the freaks. They're of the, the nerds. They're and the nerds. In the eighties, being a nerd was not. It was not cool. There's a reason Revenge of the Nerds existed. And it wasn't because we were cool. No. Um, and so this is when we find out Dustin has this weird cracky arm thing. He has what's called celiocranial dysplasia. Well, that's that's the teeth thing, right? It's a congenital disorder that affects the development of bones and teeth. The collarbones are typically either poorly developed or absent, which often allows the shoulders to be brought close together. The front of the skull often does not close until later. Those affected are often short. So it affects the bones. And Um, he has this. Abnormal teeth is one of the The symptoms. The actor has this. And so it was, he thought it was really cool that, because um, he's a stage actor, actually. He's been in Les Mis and stuff like that. So he's a singer. He's a stage actor, um, which he was wearing a drama club t-shirt in the next couple episodes, which I thought was adorable. Um, so he thought that was awesome that they let him, they didn't put he false was, teeth on him. He was in Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. Yeah. So they, they, they didn't put false teeth in him Mm-mm. and they let him, that be part of his character. Yeah. The, oh, wow. And so they explained what it was. And so that was, that's like the actor's. And he actually named it. And so he thought that was really cool because he thought that was kind of like, oh, I'm being accepted. I thought that was great. Representation freaking it matters. Does. It's important. And as tiny as this was, it made him um, different. Yeah. Even within he his. Makes, he makes, they make fun of his, the way he talks because, mm-hmm. I mean, he's missing two of his teeth. So he's got a little bit of a and he does speech Well, uh, the lisp is part difficulty. of the condition too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I mean, but this gives him... Um, the distinction within the you have you realize here this is the point you realize you have a group of misfits yes okay yes you've got uh mike's the leader of the gang mm-hmm. lucas is the my sweet angel mouthy baby the well he's also a, a kid of color which right, is, right which you don't see without within the rest of the show really no you really don't especially in um, rural indiana it makes it like we never even see his parents no we don't i hope we meet them in season although two. we that was a spoiler. Um, I don't, oops. I don't think that's a spoiler. It kind of is. Anyway, but then so you've got him who's he's he's a kid uh, with a dark skin, and then so here's Dustin. Yes, with his own way of being different, mm-hmm. and Will's the missing kid. Yeah. So this is your band of misfits. Yeah. And you, but that my babies. But this particular condition gives him his own distinction. Mm-hmm. Which I believe, excuse me, which I believe was important. So, yeah. um, but yeah, the, the bullies, um, uh, make fun of him. They get him to crack his shoulders. Yeah. Which he goes this real dramatic taking off it his felt jacket. very truffle shuffle. Yeah. Because he looks kind of like a uh, chunk from the Goonies. He's got the curly hair. The Goonies. That's the other movie. Yes. That, mm-hmm. This is so Goonies, which is one of my favorites. Well, Goonies Spielberg slash stand again. by me. Yeah. Um, so this is the foursome. This felt very truffle shuffle. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like you have to pay passage or whatever. You do a weird thing yeah. um, kind of a deal. And then they, they kind of walk off and leave them alone. And you're like, oh, this is terrible. I was expecting somebody to hit somebody, though. Yeah. Yeah. Which didn't happen. And I'm not sure if I'm disappointed but a or lot of, a relieved. But a lot of school bullies aren't that dramatic. They don't necessarily. I don't know what school you went to. A nerd school. Oh, Where yeah. the bullies were other nerds. Ooh. Ooh. 
you got off so easy. We were very cognizant of being in trouble. Oh, no. Fights. We talked shit, and that was about it. Yeah, I was very surprised there was no physical violence. Yeah. I was expecting it. So, yeah. so anyway. Um, so then we go to Nancy, who is Mike's older sister. Again, um, so we see her with her friend Barb. The hair. Oh, Barb. And the glasses. And again, Nancy's, Nancy's, Nancy's hair. hair and her skirt is like up to her navel. Yeah. Again, the high waisted is not a current. I mean, is not no, a not now, is not a new then, trend. That's but this is this. It's kind of left over from the seventies. Yeah, it's that blend. We haven't hit the the neon the full eighties. The yet. full eighties neon with the double belts and the neon mm-hmm. clothes and the the drippy paint. Plus, again, a lot of that had to trickle down to rural America. True. Again, you're right. This so is, this yeah. is not trendy. You know. Yeah. They look exactly like what's in Seventeen magazine. Um. And so we find out about that, um, you know, Nancy's been, uh, been making out with Steve. Steve sounds like a, an uber uh, popular kid. And Barb's kind of worried. Steve just wants to get in Nancy's pants. And she's like, oh, we just made out a couple times. It's fine. But it's that, it's that, no, it's nothing. Smile. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she gets a note in her locker to meet him in the bathroom. And they make out a lot. A lot. Um, as... With the urgency that only young teenagers seem to be able to muster. It's true. Um, I, I looked at them and I was like, oh, God, that was exhausting. Wasn't it? That age that age in general was exhausting because everything was drama. Yes. Even if it wasn't drama, it was it drama. It was drama. Mm-hmm. Um, Hormones, man. Oh, my God. Hormones will make anything go nuts. Yes. It's, <laughs> As it's, we can see. It's true facts, man. Those yes. hormones. Oh, my gosh. See, some people look back on that and go, oh, my God, that was the best time of my life. I was like, that was exhausting. It was tor- oh, it was so exhausting. That sounds torturous. <laughs> so um, so we find out that uh, Steve wants to, he, he wants to hang out. And Nancy's like, no, I got to study for a test. So we, so we get really quickly that Nancy's the, the smart, straight-laced girl. Steve is popular guy. Doesn't really care so much. He got a C plus in that class. Whatever. It's fine. And so he kind of talks her into meeting him later. Yeah. I so we see the beginning. Immediately did not like Steve. No. And the name Steve. This, the name alone, Steve. He's manipulative. But the name alone, Steve, was so popular. Yes. In that, that age. Yes. Um, in that age group. Everybody, every other person I knew was named Steve. Yeah. Or Steven. Yeah. Um, back in that day. So my first husband's name was Steve. Really? So, yeah. Um, so we see the beginnings of him being pretty creepy. Um, I don't like how pushy and manipulative he is. And how no. dismissive he is when she has but let's, a let's, concern or a... Yeah, but let's put a pin in this. Yes. And we'll revisit. Yes, we will. Okay. So immediately I was like, I don't like Steve. Steve's an asshole. But let's put a pin in that. Yeah. I'm just first impressioning. I, I agree. I agree. First impressions. He's that creepy, manipulative asshole that does. you. But you, you've you got Barb's uh, prejudice. Oh, and my own, too, because we knew guys like that. But you, Well, yeah, but you still have Barb's prejudice. Absolutely. Carrying you through to the scene. Absolutely. So. But I liked. But that's good storytelling. It is. It is. They gave you the impression before you ever even met him. Mm hmm. So, uh, so we go to, uh, Chief Hopper, um, who, bless him, little, sweet, and drunk he, heart. And he utters the words that will live forever in infamy. Mornings are for coffee and, and contemplation. Because Flo's trying to, like, get him to think about work and stuff, and he's like, 
I'm going to need you to take that back to like a four. We've talked about this. Flo. You're at like an eight and I need you back down at a four because I have not ramped up to being awake and productive at this he's point. He's not even at a two at this point. No, because he so. slurs his words at the very beginning. And Flo even makes a makes a point of saying like, I don't know whatever you've been drinking or doing or whatever, but I've got all this stuff I need you to look at. Mm-hmm. So right away I was like, oh, Flo has the hardest job. Poor Flo. So yeah. We all need a Flo though. We do. So we find out that um, that Joy Spires is, uh, has reported that Will is missing and um, we find out that she's in the chief's office. Well, and again, this is a small town. Everybody knows everybody in this town. And so, uh, yeah, she knows who Hopper is, and they talk, and um, he kind of tries to put her off. Like, he's just, it's just boy, it's just a boy being a boy. He's probably just playing hooky. And she's like, no, that is not my will. That is not how he is. And um, this is when we find out that, you know, her ex-husband thinks that Will might even be gay, which, of course, was, and she even, like, whispers it. Well, in the 80s, this is this is really pre-AIDS epidemic. Yeah, and what kills era. me is Hopper goes, is he? And she's like, he's missing is what he is. Yes. But which, there was that kind of, like, small town, everybody knows everybody's business kind of deal. But they addressed it mm-hmm. and moved on again and we put a bad taste in our mouth about her ex immediately yes well and well in the second she really brings him up uh hopper's like oh because and he's right he is right that 99 percent. well i'm sure the odds are completely different these days but at that time yeah it was the other parent yeah and so he says probably he's with his dad and um that uh you know uh joyce doesn't believe it she thinks something's wrong and but he's like but she says finally okay i'll call and talk to him because he'll be more responsive to me than to a cop a pig a pig and she's like i didn't say that i said cop so i mean i can see both sides of this argument mm-hmm. she's his mom she knows him better than anybody yeah but he's also a cop right and he's got to go by statistics and mm-hmm Cop sense. You gotta look at it like Hopper doesn't really want to do a whole lot. Well, and he says, well, and he also says a few things about how the worst thing that's happened in this town was somebody made a nest in somebody's. Because they thought it was a hair. hair Her hair was a nest or something. Yeah. A pigeon attacked her or something. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So nothing nothing happens in this town nothing ever happens here that which by the way that that that's that reminds me of jaws yeah yeah very much kind of get the impression of him as the jaws the jaws sheriff um sheriff at the beginning yeah but also with a little bit of the mayor mixed in with a touch of the mayor (laughs) don't ever compare me to the mayor don't ever compare me to the mayor and jaws that's a ghostbusters (laughs) reference safety lights are for dudes oh that is that is very okay next scene so yeah um so again uh before we go any further i did want to remind people about the feedbacks uh we we gave you our addresses uh before but the main one if you want to send feedback in is uh random at gmail.com yeah so yeah and uh i mean you get on get on facebook and and talk about these shows there you go people like we have people who talk to each other they talk to each other it's become sentient (laughs) 
It's insane. So yeah. Um so we go to uh the the lab. This nebulous group of scientists that we don't really know a whole lot about it's yeah it's the creepy scientist and i'm like it's matthew modine and that's all i know that's all that matters um this is dr brenner and they show up at the at the lab and um, not to be confused with dr brennan no no not that one sorry um and we find out that you know there's an incident there's now a quarantine because we see them gloving up and they're in these like hazmat suits and um they take the elevator downstairs and there's this like thing this growth it's like a miracle grow gone wrong <laughs> um and and they're like um okay so they they all look at it and it's it's huge and there's this like gap in the wall and he says that um we figure it came from there and you're like what the fuck is it and then we find out that the girl can't have gone far and you're like what so then we meet said girl and she is uh, wearing a hospital gown, and she's coming through the woods, and uh, she finds this this uh, burger joint, and she goes in, she sneaks in, and she's eating. Baby. She starts eating the fries, and you're like, already, I was like, also, you are my child. Yes. Um, and uh, the the proprietor Benny catches her. And um, she tries to run and he grabs her and he thinks she's a boy because she's got a shaved head. And then he realizes she's a girl, which, again, gender meant a lot more back then. Oh, yeah, of course. It was very much like because you can tell his attitude softens immediately when he realizes she's a girl. Um, So we go back to our boys at school and they are in science class. And I love Mr. Clark. He's adorable because he's giving a spiel about the test and everybody's ignoring him and he just trails off at the end. And then you yeah. look and then the camera, the camera pans out and you see that the boys are just like at his desk and yes, you're please. like, these are my nerd children. These are yes, my sweet are. baby nerds. And they want to know if the new ham radio came in and he's like, it did. And so they're, they're kind of mucking around with it and they're really excited. And so he's, he's their cool teacher. I remember this teacher. Yeah. You I think had, everybody had at least one. In the school. Of theirs. In and the it school. Was diff- it wasn't always yeah. a science teacher. It was yeah. just the teacher that you kind of clicked with and that was cool in your eyes. Because um, let's be real. Mr. Clark is not traditional cool. No. At all. No, but he's, yeah. And so he encourages the boys. And at one point, I think I think it's it's generally always Lucas. So something about shit. And he's like, Lucas. But, like, they feel comfortable around him. Yeah. And so they're playing around with the radio, except for this is when the principal comes in with uh, with the cops, and he wants to talk to the boys. Oh, no. And you're like, duh, duh, duh. And, again, this is where you get more of their character, because they're all talking at once. And finally, Hopper's like, again, I'm going to need everybody to dial it back down. I've got a hangover. And I'm also still kind of drunk. Yes. Um. So I'm going to need you to, like, just break it down for me one at a time what happened. Yeah. And so this is when they start talking about Mirkwood. And I love the other cop because he's like, I don't know, that sounds made up to me. And they're well, like, then they're arguing between Lord of the Rings versus The Hobbit. And- sometimes I'm Dustin and sometimes I'm Lucas. Because Dustin's I'm, like. I'm always Lucas. Because Dustin's like, um, it's the hobbit technically was it dustin that was going on about it being technically the hobbit well because will says it's lord of the rings and dustin's like 
um, it's the Hobbit. And Lucas is like, does it matter? And Dustin's like, I was trying to be accurate. Okay, I'm Dustin. Yeah. I'm absolutely Dustin. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes I'm Lucas. Um, I'm a lot of Lucas, actually. <laughs> yeah, you are. You're very, fi- you're that fighty. I, that's true. That's a true statement. Um, and so he finally gets that out of them that, you know, Mirkwood is what they call the street and he disappeared there. And that was the last they saw of him. Um, and so, uh, you do see the beginnings of Hopper. I mean, like, Hopper's not a slouch. No, he's, you see him kind of move into cop mode. Yeah, like for real cop scene. mode. Yeah. Because, again, and, and again, it's kind of like the, um, you, you drew the parallel with, the sheriff from Jaws, there's not much need for copping no. and for policing. Right. And so it was like, oh, okay, well, let's, we might actually have to investigate. And so, um, this is when, uh, the boys want to help immediately. Of course they do. And so he's like, no, you will go home after school. And they're like, yeah, okay, whatever. Um, so we move on to, um, and again, this is where it's it's more showing than telling, because mm-hmm. um, we see um, uh, we see Joyce kind of flash back to Mike's hideout in the woods. Yes, and it's a nice hideout. Yeah, it is. I mean, he's got like bed sheets and I'd stuff in, in there. Um, and and I liked this because you saw what kind of a mom she is. She may be kind of flighty, but she genuinely like takes her kid seriously so like that I, I saw her as a really good contrast to mike's parents mm-hmm. who seem kind of checked out yeah particularly the dad who's like yeah okay whatever listen to your mother yeah um but like will's mom she may not understand all his stuff because she she struggles with the password in the flashback um to remember what but radagast she did is get it. she did get it so you get it's it's kind of those situations where your parents like i have no idea all this shit that you're into but like i'm not gonna be a dick about it and she gets some poltergeist tickets, and he's like, oh, I thought I couldn't see it. And you kind of get the, I kind of got the impression, like, oh, shit, I kind of didn't want to see it and was hoping that you would be my excuse to not see it. And she's like, no, no, we'll see it. And, you, you know, you won't, you're not afraid, are you? And he's like, yeah, no, of course not. Well, I, okay, as a parent, here's my take on that scene. Okay. She initially told him he couldn't see it because she couldn't afford it. Oh, but she made it work. And so... So she, quote, changed her mind. Oh. See, that's how... Because we do know money's tight for them. They've established that. That's how I saw the scene. Yeah. You learn a lot about the dynamics of the characters and, again, their socioeconomic class. It was a big deal. Very quickly. Yeah. And they don't have to hit you over the head with it, but mm-hmm. you, you get a lot from it. The lines are blurrier now yeah. than they were then. Yeah. That's true. Um, That's true. Uh, then it was again. There was there was no internet. There was there was everything was in your neighborhood in your town. Yeah. And who w- lived in the nicer house versus the the not so nice had the kind of rundown. Well, and she doesn't have two incomes. And again, the the gender pay the gap single, was even greater then. Well, and the single uh, single income home. Yeah. Or, or the single parent home. Let me not single income, a single parent home. Yes. Was much more unusual. Yeah, because Mike's technically a single income because we see that his mom uh, is a homemaker. Right. So, but yeah, it was that whole, mm-hmm. uh, and there was the stigma of that as well. But also, yeah, it's it was a lot 
blurry. It was it's a lot blurrier now than it was then because now single parent homes are way more common. Yeah, and and immediately when you see her at the beginning in the morning, she's got a name tag on. Uh huh. So immediately I was like, she works retail. Oh yeah. Which of course is seen as lower than an office job type deal. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, you you get a lot really quickly without them having to actually even really tell you a lot. But so yeah, so so that's how you took it. That's how I took the scene was that she the and that's why she would say I changed my mind. It's mm. not that she wasn't going to let him see it. It was um, we couldn't afford but it. Then, okay, but to to further that thought. Mike was being a, I mean, not Mike, Will was being a little reluctant because he knows he really couldn't afford the tickets. And then she eggs him on. He's to see it. That's, that's what I took from the scene. Yeah. And it's, and it's funny because I've known kids of kind of each ilk of the, the rich kid versus the kid that Mm -hmm. their family doesn't have a lot of money. When your family doesn't have a lot of money, you almost feel guilty for no, but like we can't. We can't do the fun thing that I, I like. I don't need that. Mm-hmm. And but also the parent of wanting to give that yeah. to them. So, oh, yeah, that's absolutely. interesting. That's mm-hmm. interesting. Um, plus, I still get the uh, get the impression that, yeah, he is kind of afraid. Yeah. I mean, and he has to promise not to have nightmares. Yes, he has to. Pro- which I was like, oh, honey, you can't promise that ahead of time. Have you seen Poltergeist? Have I met it? <laughs> on paper, when I was like eight years old, I would have been like, yeah, clowns aren't scary. Two hours later, I'm going to die. Yeah. yeah. So, whatever. Poltergeist was a scary movie. So, yeah. In its day. It was. Um, so, we see uh, her flash forward to reality, and uh, he's not in his hideout. But, again, I really like the flashbacks because you get more of Will and more of his family's interaction with him. Yes. Um, and how well she knows him. Yeah, and how accepting she is mm-hmm. of, like, of who he is. A lot of parents wouldn't put up with, oh, there's a password and it's Radagast and I don't understand what that is. Mm-hmm. And She's so, trying. She's trying. Even if she doesn't understand his little stuff. Mm-hmm. It's, she's doing everything she can to relate to her kid. Yeah, so already, like, my esteem for her went up for that. Um, because, again, in comparison to Mike's mom... She just seems put out by the whole, like, oh, we're talking about D&D. Yeah. Which I get her wanting to get the kids home on time. You still got to be a mom. You can't always but be, also, you like, can't be their friend. You have to be a mom. She seemed very dismissive of the whole. Well, so did dad, even more so. Oh, God. He seemed completely The whole episode, out. yeah. Dad's like, whatever mom says, whatever mom yeah. says. Yeah. Um, so, uh, they're, they're basically searching the woods, um, her and Jonathan. And so we go back to the diner and um, Benny, who is a precious, precious pancake, you know and I he, love him. You know who he reminds me of? Our other Benny, right? From Supernatural, yeah. Lafayette. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Benny. Our other Benny. Benny, who ran a diner. He did. Just saying. Oh, my gosh. As a vampire. Well, yeah. Um, and so he's uh, feeding down this girl. He's feeding this girl, and he's trying to get information out of her, but he's He's so sweet. He's he trying. Is. And he's like, okay, you have to tell me something. And we find out that she's got this tattoo of the number 11 on her arm. And he's like, what does that mean? And she points it herself like, 11 is me. And you're like, okay, whatever. And so he, um, we see him call uh either the police or social services he calls somebody somebody saying like i found a girl she's real skittish i think something's wrong 
but I need help. If, if you were to find a child dirty in a hospital gown who's starving Head and shaved, food, who's very nonverbal, you feed her. And then you call the authorities. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's what you do. He did the absolute right thing. He did exactly thing. what he was supposed to do. Um, so we we see her eating. And um, once Benny's gone off to make his phone call, there's this rattling fan. And you can tell she doesn't like it. And she looks at it and it stops. <gasps> and then she just kind of like goes about that eating like her meal. Like it's nothing. And you're like. Okay, I'm listening. Immediately, I was like, okay. Yes, go on. <laughs> Please continue. I have seen interviews with uh, Millie Bobby Brown. Who is amazing. Precious, her. precious human being. And she, she's talked about pretending to make things move with her mind is not as easy as it looks. Yeah, yeah. One thing I thought they did so well with all the kids is... Number one, kid actors not sucking. Because it's so tropey that it's just like, uh, not to disparage the Olsen twins, but, you know, they were cute when they were kids, but they weren't the greatest little actresses, but they okay, were cute. the Olsen twins were babies. Oh, I know, they were infants. Literal babies. And they grew up into like, oh, hey, by the way, you're on this show, and they just had to... Because in... They in, weren't actors. Because in... Oh... Full House? Full House, thank you. It was just one child being played by two mm -hmm. kids, which is and not they unusual. Kept growing up. Which is not unusual, but no. the show kept going and going. And so they grew up into, like, okay, well, you're actresses now. Yeah. So, so often you see just terrible. kids getting away with being cute. But, like, I really liked all the kids. I thought they did a really good job. Seeing them on the talk show oh rounds, they're, they're, they're great children oh what was it the was it the golden globes where they came out and gave uh egos to everybody no it was was it candy or egos or yeah they were they, they were like them, they had the paper bags and they ran around on the bicycles in the audience mm -hmm. that was great yeah they're adorable you know that was a fun of course it was God. and they want to ride the your bicycles thing. through the theater and, and they're like the thing right well, now yeah so yeah I hope they're just living it up. Um, and but I also hope there's there there are people there for them to keeping help them, keep grounded. them grounded. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, we saw the Harry Potter trio. Yes, yes. They got through it. Yeah, little Ronnie Howard. His mm -hmm. dad was not above uh, taking him off set and spanking his bottom if he was a little shit. And look what Ron Howard turned out to be. There you go. One of the best directors and producers, and not a little asshole. No. Go. There you go. No. So. Um, respect. Respect. Um, <laughs> and so we see uh, we see Hopper and his deputies, who seem kind of like put out by the whole thing. Uh, they go to where uh, they... The they go Will to Markwood. Was, they go. They, they go, go to, to where Will was last seen and they find his bike. And immediately Hopper's police senses go a tingling because he's like, they're like, it's oh, the, it's the bike. They're like, oh, he crashed the bike. And he's like, no, you don't understand. The bike is like were the deputies paramount. When the deputies said the, these bikes are like Cadillacs. No, to he's, them. it was Hopper. Was it Hopper it that said Hopper. that? Okay. It was, it's hard to tell sometimes. Yeah. It was Hopper that it was like, no, nah, he wouldn't have just left this. Kids, these are like and Cadillacs. And that's true. This they, is. They would have walked it even if it even was. Even if it was 
beyond writing. Yeah. Um, and so, so go ahead. I want, I want to point out that these kids calling this place Markwood makes me want to have us call places like that. Okay. I mean, we can do that. Would do that, you have that a place us, in mind? Would that make us giant nerds? Um, we are giant nerds. Well, because there's... We podcast nerd shows. <laughs> We're nerds. Okay, so like, my house needs a name. Your house needs a name. That's true. The then, thoroughfare between our houses needs a name. Right. And then we need a... Uh, for bingo. Yep. Bingo night needs an, an, a name. Mm-hmm. So you see where I'm going here. I do. I do and indeed. That also means that Caitlin and Claire's house needs a name. It does. It does. You see where I'm going here? Yes, I do. Okay. Does it have to be Lord of the Rings? No. Or, okay. No. That's good to know. Okay. All right. You start, might sh- start percolating All right. on that. All right. Now I have your permission. So She's going to write it down, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so we go back to this nebulous lab of some sort. Okay. Uh, I want to talk about, okay, we do jump back and forth. We do. But it's not. But in this. I epi- don't hate it. <laughs> but in this episode, we see it come together. Yes. So the first time I watched it, it was a little. There's a lot going off. on. Yeah. Um, but we watch a lot of television and this is a thing that happens. So you just accept it for what it is and hope for the best. True. And it worked in this. Right. Because we do go back to the lab and we see that they're monitoring calls, but also it segues into Joyce trying to call her ex Lonnie about. So Will. yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's, it's you see the operators and they're they're, they're listing on the again lines. smoking. This, yeah, this, so much smoking. This brings me to the thought of um, when I was a kid. Uh, again, I'm going back to my my childhood, obviously because I was a kid. Wow, that whatever. Um, <coughs> Your childhood, the, you were a kid. Shut up. So <laughs> the the concept of wiretaps. Yeah. Was a and that thing. idea? If you think about uh, the uh, the election between um, Carter and Reagan, mm-hmm. was pretty aggressive. Okay, because there was that the hostage situation. Yeah, at that time. So uh, the political world, and it was something that I was coming to realize was a thing. In, well, that in was when you life. were kind of being aware of. There right. was more to the world than just the, your life. There was like all this other stuff, and you said that was the first presidential election that you were first kind that of like I remember aware of. Yeah, there were there was another one in my lifetime before that, but this was the first one I remembered happening. But wire the the fear of wiretapping well it has always really been around post Watergate too with the recordings of that. That, that was in what sixty? No, that was in the seventies. Watergate? Watergate was early seventies, from what I remember. Mm. Uh, Nixon. Get, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was. I should put the microphone by my mouth. Yeah. Uh, that was in 1972. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. So. So, so yeah. And <laughs> yes, ma'am. And again, as technology kind of increases, there's always kind of that Big Brother government thing. Yeah. So in the 80s, it was. But uh, again, media and is starting to get more. I mean, more widespread and information yeah. is getting easierly, e- easierly spread. Yeah. I mean, cable was becoming a thing. So national news was becoming a thing. Yeah. So, why, you know, the fear of wiretaps was a kind of a thing. So, yeah. I mean, maybe I'm projecting. And we see these people just casually listening to the phone calls. You know, it also reminded me of what? Agent Carter. Yes. 
Yes, I did with I the needed, with the I telephone needed, operators. I need Rose. Oh God, I to pop Rose. up there, but I she need didn't. Rose everywhere. So yeah, you hear lots of conversation, and then it focuses in on um, Joyce trying to talk to her ex. Yes, and she's not successful because she talks to whoever the teenager Cynthia is. That yes, the baby that he is per- that you're assuming he's currently banging. Um, and so she's, she's very upset. Joyce is very upset. And of course she is. Her Jonathan is tries missing. to kind of calm her down. He's, he's like, um, you know, don't be like this. Well, and it's for her own good. You can't be productive. You can't exist at 11. You can't be productive and help looking for him. Right. If, if you're, you're at that level. Right. And so, uh, they're distracted by the cops showing up and I'd Hopper. distracted by the that's because you have a thing for Hopper. I do. A lot. But later. But later. But later. Um, it didn't happen till later. So Hopper brings uh, Will's bike. Oh, my. As Again, as a parent. You know she knew what that meant. My heart. That oh She shit. asked him. She says, was there blood? Yeah. My heart was just. I was like, mm. oh my gosh. Having two kids of my own. One that went missing a couple of times as a child. But that's a whole other story. Yeah. Um, I That hurts yeah and so um again we see that hopper has uh, this is real for him at this point yeah this is when it becomes he's and you almost it's like a the second he sees that bike on the side of the road it's like a switch in him yep where he's like okay some shit's going on and this is how he got that emmy nod yes and it's because subtle it did yeah because it didn't take uh it was just in the way he carried himself, yes. the way he his attitude towards the, way the whole thing. He started interacting with Joyce. Yes, it was different and than his it was. deputies mm-hmm. and flow, and it's and it was not a dramatic oh uh-huh moment. It just because right. it didn't have to be. You saw it anyway, and so um, he's he starts looking around and he notices that the door has been slammed into the wall, and he's like, "Is this recent?" And she's like, "I don't know. I have two boys." But he notices it immediately. It looks and it's a sign of Will look- threw the door open, and mm-hmm. we, as the audience, know that that's exactly what happened. Yes, because uh, we saw it. And so he he looks outside. He uh, he sees the box of shells. Was the does the dog barking at the shed? Uh huh. And which the dog's okay. I know. Thank you. Because Joyce sees nothing. She's like he's probably hungry, and Hopper sees differently. And um, he sees the flickering light bulb. It goes out. And so this is when he um, he finds this hole in the back of the shed. And um, the light comes back on. And, it, of course, it startles him. And it startles us. That was what it was meant to do. And he goes and talks to his deputies. And he's like, we're getting a search party together. Bring flashlights. Okay. So when it he, – he goes in the shed. And it kind of – you almost feel the – you can – and this is a directorial choice. You can feel the room closing in on him mm-hmm. in, in a weird way. And we as the audience know this is where Will disappeared. Yeah, so it's very psychosomatic. And then the light goes out and you see him and it's like – and the the camera angle shrinks mm-hmm. and it tightens so in well and it done. tightens in and it tightens in and then it just blows right back up. Mm-hmm. It gives the impression that he's somewhere else almost. Yeah. It absolutely does. And then it just pops right back open. And that's, that is my very specific kink, apparently. Um, and again, you get that when it gets dark, bad shit goes down. Oh, that, yeah, that's a trope. Light so. is safety. 
Yes. And is it though? Yes. Is it? Yeah. Okay, so they're gonna get a search party together. And so we go to we go to Mike's house that night and um Mike is uh, very intent on the fact that they should be out searching for Will. Of course he is. It's and his, his mom's like, nope, mm-mm, nope. Of course she is. Uh, there is a boy missing, so you're going to stay your ass at home. And uh, his sister just wants to, uh, she's like, no, we're, we're totally going to study at Barb's house. And they're like, no, you, absolutely not. You're not leaving. Um, and so Mike's like, hey, this was such, because you have a brother i, I have do. no siblings i do um but this felt like such a such a sibling thing to do and he's like you just want to hang out with steve and the parents were like who's steve and she's like i hate you you're such a douchebag yep <laughs> it's great and so um, and it's it's real mike storms off nancy storms off okay i also want to point out <laughs> that everybody at that table is drinking tea except mom who has a glass of wine? I noticed that immediately. <laughs> I mean, the baby's drinking juice. Yep. Well, she's not a baby, but... Mom's drinking tr- white wine. Like, even dad's drinking... She's got that yep. big old, very prominent glass of yep. wine. Mama's little helper. Yep. <laughs> just wanted to point that out. And at this point, like, I'm just like... The parents seem completely apathetic. And I think that's done on purpose. Well, and even mom gets mad at dad and she gets up and storms off and he's like, what did I do? Like, he hasn't paid any he attention to this has entire... has no vision. He has no idea what's going on. None. None. And so we see uh, the search party going through the woods and we see uh, their science teacher. And he starts talking to Hopper and he's like, yeah, he's a really great student. He's really special. Um, and... Uh, Hopper's like, yeah, I never really understood science, but my daughter, Sarah, fascinated by it. And he's like, oh, well, what grade is she in? I might have her. And he's like, oh, no, she lives with her mom in the city. And he walks off. Again, it felt like very much like, oh, we went into feelings territory. Thanks for coming out. Teach. I'm going to go walk ahead so I don't have to talk to you. But it's explaining part of But it gives you a little, it gives Mm -hmm. you some empathy and Hopper's character. Immediately we find out this other lady that's searching. She's like, um, Hopper's daughter died a couple years ago. Mm. And the teacher's like, what? So, yeah. Yeah. Like, oh. Insert foot. Chew vigorously. Oh. But I mean, Hopper didn't acknowledge it. No, he he's in denial. Yeah. He's a little bit in denial. Um, And so, so. we see Mike. <sighs> oh, my God. <laughs> the walkie-talkies that he uses with lucas they're huge massive and uh also when you finish you need to say, must over. say over over i was like oh my god because over, over i you know kids have had walkie-talkies for years and it was a cool thing and it's over and it's just so dorky and i was like oh mike you sweet baby angel Okay, so the only... And again, Lucas doesn't have time for your shit. No. The only... He wanted... Okay, so Mike's trying to do this whole... Well, you know how he 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 could have done the, the healing or the, the whatever... And Lucas is like, and? And he could have... But he fired the fireball. And he could have played it safe, but he didn't. And all Mike's trying to say is, we need to be go out looking for because Will. Because that's what Will would have done. Exactly. And Lucas is like, what the fuck are you saying? Get to the point. Yeah, most days I'm Lucas. Um, yeah. So, um, so, yeah. But the problem with devices like that is they would go through batteries in a day. Like a motherfucker. And you'd have to beg your parents to get more yeah, batteries. Yeah, because you just couldn't 
buy any of your own because, you know. You were a kid. You were a child. Yeah. Yeah. So I was surprised that their walkie-talkies worked as much as they did. Yeah. Because they didn't, they're not like they were the rechargeable. No. No. And so this is when basically it turns out like, okay, we're going to go searching. Yeah. And so um, we see Mike sneak out from the house, but he sees Steve trying to get into Nancy's window and he just gives him the side eye. Like, there are so many more important things going on, you asshole. And I'm like, oh, sweetheart, just give it a couple years and your hormones, and that will be all you care about. Well, priorities. Priorities. Um, and so Na- we see Nancy. Uh, Steve uh, sneaks in, and she's mildly horrified by the fact that her parents are downstairs, but also, like, flattered. Oh, but yeah. Yeah, and they're oh, going to but yeah. quote-unquote study. Oh, come on. Yeah. Yeah, that's just how it was. Yeah. But the fact that her parents are completely oblivious to all of the noise. Mike's left. There is a child that has now a snuck child, into A child the... has snuck out and a child has snuck in. Yes. Yes. Mom's had more than a glass of wine <laughs> at this point. And dad, I and think, dad is kind is, of comatose. established is not, was never here to begin with. Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. Um, so we, we cut really quickly to, um, to Benny, mm. Benny and his restaurant. Benny. And he's and got, jets. um, oh. Eleven has some ice cream and she's wearing. Yes, she does. I, lo- I love the t-shirt he put her in. The really giant t-shirt. Yes. The dress. <laughs> yes. And, um, so he, uh, he shows her about smiling because he says, okay. I like it when you smile. No, he says, smile looks good on you. Yep. And Which... she kind of looks confused and he's like, see, like this. And so she smiles a little bit, and it's, it's just like... It's a cute little shy smile. It's, it's so adorable. Cute. Okay, so this this scene made me think of you. Why? Because... Smile. You should smile more. Oh, but it wasn't creepy. No, exactly. It wasn't creepy. Because guys always say, you should smile, you need to smile. Saying, it wasn't a command, though. It was, I like it when you smile. It was a compliment. A smile looks good on you. Yep. It wasn't was like, phrased. It wasn't change your feelings for my benefit. It was this. This suits looks you. good. This looks yes. good on you. You look nice when you smile. Good on you, Benny. That's that's a life lesson. That yes, not just men. Everybody. Everybody should walk women away do with. It too. Yeah. You, you and should. I want to hit them so, all, regardless yeah, of gender. So it made me think. There's a good alternative. Okay. It's the smile looks good on you, or it suits you, or whatever. Yeah. It's good to see you smile. Uh-huh. Yeah. So. Mm. So there yeah. you go. But yeah, that was like, yeah, there you go. Um, so there's a knock on the door and it's somebody from social services. Is it? And uh she he's like, "Oh yeah, I'm glad you're here." And da 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 and he's she's he says she's kind of skittish. I haven't told her you're coming. And he's bringing this woman in and he turns around and she's got a gun with a silencer pointed at him and kills him. So first problem, ask for identification. Okay, but this is a different time. I know. People were a lot more trusting. I know. Well, this is a day and age. I remember I'm a paranoid motherfucker. That's true. Um, yeah, but you work in internet security. So that's, true. Um, that's kind of your job to be paranoid. That's true. So, um, I remember as a kid infrequently but it did happen random strangers knocking on our door asking to use the phone because their car broke down are you serious yeah like for real yes yeah 
And my parents would send us to our room and let the stranger in to use the phone and then escort them out. It was a thing that happened. But that was, again, that was a, it was an easier time. Yeah. Uh, Our neighborhood was at the very back ass end of the subdivision. So that didn't happen. And when I was alone, like I do what I do now and pretend I'm not home. Right. But you didn't then. Yeah. Um, and we lived in a, you know, I grew up in a very cookie cutter industrial town where, yeah. uh, like this, everybody knew everybody and everybody was in everybody's business. Yeah. And when a stranger came to your door asking for help. You wanted to help. Uh, and I remember as I got older, they would get the number from them. Dial Go it. and make the call for them. Okay. And then let them stand on the porch. Yeah. Go and make the call for them. And yeah. then. So say, you saw the change even. Yeah, I, watch, I kind of watched. Yeah, I, I, but the city I grew up in, I watched it in its decline anyway. That's so. true. That's true. Uh, yeah, you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, can you imagine? Going, mm, you know mm-hmm. where I grew up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I do. I wouldn't be caught in the daylight in that city now. But nope. back then, when I was a kid, it was a great place. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, you didn't, you didn't ask for stuff like that. But I'm like, mm, check us ID. Yeah. So our precious, precious Benny is is shotted. Is, is dead. Um, and so, of course, Eleven sees this. She runs out. Yeah. Um, two, two guys with guns try to stop her. And again, you don't see it, but you hear them like, huh, mm, and thunk. <laughs> and what, what was that again? Huh, mm. Oh, very good. And Dr. Brenner comes in. He hears it too. And they go out the back and they see the two guys are unconscious on the floor. And she's gone. <sighs> Do you blame her? No. No. And so we see the boys. We had who, a quick shot, yeah. Who have now snuck out. It's raining and they are going to search for Will. And you're like, okay. Um, again, we get Steve and Nancy. Uh, Steve is completely disinterested in studying. He Okay, now be fair. He's a teenage boy. No, be fair. He's They're doing the flashcards to begin with. Come and on. And then he, then he offers up strip flashcards. Okay, there's there's the hormones. Yeah, strip flashcards. And she's like, that's stupid. And um, they start kissing, and she, she tells him to stop because she's like, my parents are here. And he's like, oh, funny, I don't see them. And then immediately she's like, all right, back off. But I'm not a slut. Connotation, again, it's a slut different Slut shaming, man. It's, yeah. But he respects her decision. Yeah. Come on. I was like, okay. I was kind of actually surprised because I was, that's why I had my back up with him immediately because I was expecting the, you were pressure, pressure, pressure. Yeah. He pressured her, pushed her. She said no. And then he backed off. And he backed off. Yeah. Just, I know. Let's put that pin back in there. We should, I'm glad you pointed that out. Throughout the season, I'm going to make my argument. I know. Oh, I know. I'm, I'm with you. Okay. I know more. You know, and plus, I also know I walk into these things with a lot of prejudice. Yeah, you do. I, but at least I but I lived that. In, I lived in the 80s. I know. So, I, I remember that situation. situation. Yeah. I'm Barb. I'm like, this is dumb. Yeah, and I'm... Um, You're being dumb. And I'm Nancy, so... Yeah, so there you go. Um, So, oh, you know, <laughs> I think that says a lot about us. 
I am the grandmother, so. <laughs> That's true. That is a true ass statement. Um, and I'm the redhead. Uh, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so and I'm we, the brunette. Yeah. Err. So we go to Will's house and, um, this is when we see, uh, Joyce and Jonathan looking through pictures of Will and we find out that Jonathan's a photographer and she gets really What's upset. She gets really upset. And, um, she's so emotionally strained at this point. She is. And he's like, mom, you can't do this. Cause she's like, I'm always working. And, but, but we also get that she feels that Will is close by. Yeah. And, but to see her feeling bad about Jonathan having to grow up too fast and not mm-hmm. being able to be there for him, it makes her more of a person. Cause he starts to feel guilty. Yeah. And she immediately shuts that down. I will say, like, it's not, yeah, it's not your fault. It's not. It was not your responsibility. Right. I'm the parent here, but she's, she may not. This character, she may Joyce may be a scatterbrained, but she's trying her damnedest to hold so it together. Hard, for but you her also sons. feel like she's fraying at the ends already. But she's trying. But her son missing. But she's trying, she is trying so hard. Even before her son went missing, she was trying so yes. hard. And you get that. Yes. And that's why I'm really glad we saw the scene of her in Will's hideout. Because, mm-hmm. again, yes, she she is trying her damnedest to be a good mom. But she's And I respect the hell out of that. And she, but she's also trying to keep food on the table. Yep. At the same time. Because there's reality of that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's trying to shelter. Okay, Jonathan's already been pulled over. To the, the struggle bus, side. yeah. But she, the, she's the two of them together really have are tried, tried to, to keep keep Will mm-hmm. as uh, a kid, as a kid. So yeah, yeah. I, I've I got that as well. And so we we get a phone call, and Joyce answers it, and it's that and it's, mustard yellow phone. Yes, and it's staticky, and it's weird. And she, uh, there's somebody on the other side, on the other line, but nobody's saying anything. And she immediately is like, "Is it's Will." And then moms know the phone sparks and it goes dead. And she's like, no, it was Will. Will, Will just called. Moms know. Moms know. And so our final scene, the episode is our boys are outside. It's raining, searching the woods and they run into 11. Yeah. And she, cause she's running and, uh, and yeah, that's the, that's the end of our first episode. And I immediately needed to watch the next episode. Yes. Yes, you do. So there you go. Um, Again, I thought this was great. Such a strong start. So much happened in one episode. It's Mm -hmm. insane. It really is. So, and it was very cohesive. Yes. Um, So when we see the uh, Dr. Brenner Brennan. show... Brent, no Brenner, you're right. Uh, no, Brennan, uh, I did it. Caught you. Yeah. Um, show up at the diner. Matthew Modine. In like in <laughs> one episode, they pulled it off. They twisted nice little mm-hmm. twist tie right there at the end, which was awesome. Yeah. Uh, so. So yeah. Yeah. Strong episode. episode. Strong episode. Mm-hmm. Loved it. I'm Good like, stuff. I want to mainline this as soon as humanly possible. Yeah, I, I did. I mean, it was only eight episodes. Yeah, I think I watched this over, over and this isn't a weekend. E- this isn't even a full hour. No. This wasn't even full hour. I think it was 47 minutes runtime, I think, including credits. Yeah. So, no. uh, so admit all of these, all of the characters you're completely engaged in. Mm-hmm. You've got sympathy mm-hmm. for mom, the brother. The kids, Hopper, Hopper, 
character development in one episode in Hopper. I know, right? Ugh. Yeah. And, I mean, we see him, and he takes, he ta- and I want, like, what is he taking? Yeah. He's taking the pills for something, but then you find out his daughter died a few years ago, and, and you're, you're like, like, is it an antidepressant? Is it an upper? Is it because he's sloshing it down with beer? What the fuck's is going it on? It can't it be good. Downer? Is it? Yeah. What is it? Is it a painkiller? Like, you don't yeah, know. Yeah, could be. He's a cop. Maybe he's been shot. Who the hell knows? So, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's our episode. That's it. Um, send us some feedback. We don't. I mean, if you're listening to this months down the road, we still want to hear from you. Yes. Yes. At Podcast at gmail.com. So. Yes. Anything else? I don't have anything else. All I'm right. just excited to get into the I next know. one. All right. Thanks for listening, Thanks. guys.